It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Cooper Rush is back, baby. What does that mean <laughs> about the Cowboys offense going into 2023? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode of Lockdown Cowboys is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, Cooper Rush is back. We've got a quarterback competition, right? (laughs) I'm feeling the rush. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't think we have a quarterback competition. I'm sure there are certain segments of Cowboys fandom that – immediately uh, started tweeting that as soon as they saw this. Oh, I but, saw uh, it multiple times already from people uh, at big, big networks as well. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's good that the Cooper's back. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, the first thing that came to mind when I saw this was our conversation as to why we felt like Cooper wouldn't be back. Right. Is, and that was a long time ago before we had heard some of the comments from Mike McCarthy about, uh, you know, got some more insight about the changes in the offense that are going to happen, or maybe the lack of changes in the offense that are going to happen. I tend to think that this kind of portends more uh, that that this is not going to be a major change in the playbook uh, if you're bringing back Cooper Rush. I think I, you know, I think between this and Mike McCarthy's thirty percent comment, uh, I think we're starting to get a little bit of a better idea of exactly you know, where the changes are going to be made on offense. And, and I don't know if they're in the playbook as much as they're in the play caller. I'm actually shocked that Cooper Rush is back. I honestly, I, I thought it was just a lock that he was going to go to the Chargers and the back Chargers. up Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and help Herbert learn that new offense with Kellen Moore. So the fact that he's back on a relatively cheap deal, what is that, two years, six million at the most, um, is pretty surprising to me. And I think I think you're right. Like, I think it shows... The offense isn't changing all that much. Maybe the way you know, the, the the way their play calls are, you know, maybe coming in and when the Sequence. Cowboys run mm-hmm. the sequencing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe changes, but I think all in all, this is a pretty solid move by Dallas. Yeah, I mean, especially if the idea is that the the the, the, the playbook wasn't going to change so drastically, having a guy that knows the playbook that continues to kind of stay in the in the in the locker room. Now you don't have to worry about the backup quarterback situation. You know, you've got a capable guy who can win games for you in this system. Um, there's value to that. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, my next question that goes along with this is: We've heard all off season that the Cowboys would like to draft a quarterback, a developmental quarterback. Do you think bringing back Cooper Rush makes that more or less likely? I don't. I, I don't think it makes it 
I think it doesn't change it. You know, I think I think that they would have drafted a. I I think that there's a high likelihood that either they would have drafted a backup quarterback, maybe a little bit higher in the draft if they didn't have a solution in 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 house. But now that they definitely have a backup and they've got Will Greer, um, you know, I, I, not that Will Greer is going to factor into the plans or anything like no, that. But, but he's but, he's somebody that kind of knows the offense has been around for two years now. Yeah, I, I imagine that they will draft a quarterback. Obviously, I think it's going to be. I would look more in the fifth, sixth, seventh round situ- situation, right? Like uh, maybe. I, I mean, I keep circling around the Clayton Tune kid from Houston. I, I really liked watching him in, in in the Senior Bowl, and I think as far as kind of. I, th- I feel like he's the best of those down the draft, you know, stash and, and develop type quarterbacks that you're seeing, you know, kind of in the vein of the the Purdue kid and, and some of the other guys that are, are not like, you know, day one, day two picks at quarterback. Everyone basically beneath uh, Hinden Hooker, right? Like yeah. I think that Hinden Hooker seems to be the line of demarcation. He's in... the developmental quarterback that everybody wants, like in round three. That's probably going to go in round two, right? Exactly. So I, I think I think Tune is probably you know I like him more than Stetson. Uh, what's his name? I, Bennett I, from Georgia. Yeah, Bennett. I, I think he's kind of at the top of that next level of quarterbacks. That includes Bennett and some of those other folks that are kind of you know developmental skills guys. Right. I, I think. I'll be honest. I think the addition or not the addition re-signing Cooper rush makes it more likely they draft a backup quarterback because I, I don't think they want that guy to be quarterback two right away. I think they no. want him to be QB three, but even yeah. active be the guy though, that gets a ton of reps in the preseason. So in some ways I do think Cooper rush being back does make it more likely that they take a guy with upside. Like you mentioned, Clayton tune, I think is one, uh, I would also say just keep an eye on Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Mm. Wink, wink, wink. Cowboys okay. might have a little private workout with him next week. Um, I, I, I think we're going to see the Cowboys draft one. I'll, I'll say round four is when they take a shot on their quarterback. You know, listen, if they keep kind of chipping away at needs and stuff and they're truly able to draft three, uh, then then I, I wouldn't agree. I, I, think, I think either way, you and I both agree that this signing – Definitely, one thing it definitely doesn't do is uh, uh, reduce the chances that they're yes. going to draft a quarterback. I, I think they're hundred percent they're drafting a quarterback. All right, so uh, let's talk about kind of all the moves the Cowboys have made so far this offseason. What and what that maybe tells us about the upcoming year next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know that you have a favorite bar or puff. And now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'm going to be voting for Cookie Dough, my absolute favorite. And if you want to support your favorite sports team to win, then you're going to be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built Bars. But not only that, one lucky locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have the absolute best built bars sent directly to your house every single month. You've got to try built bars they are absolutely fantastic. Best protein bar on the market right now. Only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein all covered in 100% real chocolate. 
Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's get to some questions. This one from Mark. He wants to know, what insight into the front office does these uh, week's moves tell us? Well, I don't know that we can draw to, you know all the conclusions yet. I mean, I think we've seen them be uh, uh, more aggressive than they have been in the past. But I also think that this, you know, the Gilmore that that's kind of all based on the Gilmore trade. Which, I mean, the Gilmore trade, like that's very much in the Cowboys' wheelhouse. Like, I don't know that that's changed like the the picture of anything, but, right? We've seen like, them do this with what uh, Michael Bennett, uh, Robert Quinn. Jonathan Hankins last year, like they they've done this type of move several times before. Yeah, and I think some people are are kind of like uh, taking that as a as a sign that they're you know that combined with the timing of some of the contract restructures as like them being you know a, a different or a changed or a more aggressive free agents free agent group. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, this just seems like a situation where. Cowboys fans have kind of worked themselves up into a frenzy that nothing was going to happen. And then when something that's very typically Cowboys happens, they view it as like outside the, the, the norms. Uh, this was a cheap deal that the Cowboys got a, you know, a good player for cheap. Didn't cost them very much. This is very much like a, a the type of deal the Cowboys do now. You know, if you're talking about trading a first round pick for somebody or, you know, the top, top you know, day, day one or day two pick, for for a player that would be kind of the more aggressive move but trading a comp pick for a guy who's on a very cheap deal One who's at the go. very top yeah. of a, a at the top of his uh, uh it was near the top of the the skill level of cornerbacks like that's that's a very will mcclay move right buy low and and, and hope that there's upside there I, I, so i don't know that it's I, I guess what i'm getting at is that i don't know that we've seen anything yet that makes me think you know things have have been changed a ton in the front office, but they're lining themselves up for some stuff. You know they're 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 getting themselves kind of in an area where you feel like that could stuff could happen, um, but they also could be lining all this up to roll it over into next year to sign their own guys. So you, you know why I, this for the gun yet? Why this ha- it's it's the same exact as last year's because the Cowboys still haven't signed an outside free agent. If you remember. They were the last team in the NFL to sign an outside free agent last year. They didn't do it until like 4.30 Eastern time on <laughs> Friday last year. And it was James Washington was their first signing. So I anticipate that we'll probably get like one of those type of signings here, maybe later today or on Saturday. So we have to actually do some work over the weekend. But they, this is a very typical Cowboy offseason. I, I don't see anything different so far. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think that this, some of the order of some stuff and some of the names of the guys that have been pushed around a little bit, I think, are are 
surprising to some folks, but I don't know that this is like a, a seismic shift away from their normal off-season yeah. routine yet. They, they and not that it couldn't be. Not that it, you know, it, right. not that, that that couldn't have changed, but I just don't know that we've seen it quite yet. They've prioritized two big defenders, right? Leighton Vanderush and Donovan Wilson. They signed a couple other guys back just to fill spots. Cooper Rush, CJ Goodwin on a one-year $1.3 million deal. This feels very much like just a typical Cowboy offseason where they're waiting till we get to the third or fourth wave of free agency, and that's when they'll start to explore you know, some of the guys available. But feels like a lot of the same to me. Yeah, and honestly, like – you know, outside of the the kind of wide receiver stuff that we had talked about, and, and you know, maybe some tight ends. I mean, well, honestly, we're going to talk about the tight ends in just a second. Yeah, uh, it just honestly, like, I I don't know that there's anyone out there that like I'm dying for them to sign. You know, like that's that, I well, guess that's the other part, right? Is that it, the market to me is not like outside of wide receiver and tight end. What is the other position the Cowboys desperately need to address right now? probably interior defensive line, right? Like, and it just feels like they're waiting for a little bit to sign Carlos Watkins and Jonathan Hankins back. Like that's probably what they're going to do here, right? Yeah, or see exactly where the market – like that's their fallback. Like they'll see where the market goes, maybe like some more kind of middle tier uh, or, or upper middle tier defensive tackles don't get signed uh, right away and, and and that, you know, kind of drives the market down. It doesn't look like it's going no, that way. There. Yeah. I mean, it's, it looks like we've, we've arrived, you know, so uh, I do wonder if, if maybe we do start to see something soon and if not, then yeah, maybe they just continue to wait and then sign Watkins and, and Hankins late. And that's the point, right? Like you're set at linebacker now with Van Der Esch coming back. I know there's people talking about Bobby Wagner, but it's uh, unnecessary I, money. I mean, like, it's so much money. Like, and it's probably more than Leighton Vanderish. And, and, like, y- we like Bland. We like Cl- – I mean, not Bland. Uh, Clark, I always do that. Always Clark. get Bland and Clark yeah. mixed up. Uh, we like Clark. I think they still want to give Cox opportunities, yeah. you know? So, uh, I don't know that they want to sign another veteran, uh, uh, right. you know, big money linebacker it, for you and just run through the positions corner they're good until the draft safety they are good until the they're draft. definitely good yeah edge rusher i think they're good right now they're still working on getting dante fowler back offensive tackle with tyron smith coming back they're good interior offensive line you could convince me they need a veteran like yes yeah, so if they want to go out and get somebody there i could see that everywhere else think they're probably good as of right now and that's the thing right is that like and like you're trying to improve your team but like you look at all the other spots and it's like are there like actual monumental increases like that you can get by going out and signing a guy to like look no matter what's going to happen to free agency you're going to overpay Right. Like it's that's just the nature of free agency. Right. Because you're 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 trying to uh, procure someone's services and you're in the competition with all the other teams. You're going to overpay. So if you're going to overpay, then get like a, you know, a, a piece that moves the needle. There are not that many pieces out on free agency that move the needle above where what you've already got in house. So. I think that the, the Cowboys still have like there's trade market to look into. There are a couple of wide receivers. You know, we talked about Obel, Odell Beckham. Yeah. We've talked there. We've we've heard the, all the rumors about you know trade market for yeah. Judy for for D Hop for whoever. Like I think all that is still in play. But outside of that, like everyone kind of anticipating like some big free agent move. I I, I agree. Even like the one that makes the most sense to me right now would be 
an interior offensive lineman. But I also think that it's very easy to say that's a need that probably should be filled in the draft. You're going to get a, a better quality player at a cheaper price. And on top of the fact that you're trying to get all of that in an interior offensive lineman who you don't necessarily want or need to start next year. So, so all that to me screams draft pick more than let's pay a bunch of money for an insurance policy at guard, uh, which again, just to kind of remind everyone is actually our insurance policy for Tyron Smith, since you're moving Tyler outside the left tackle in that case. And I want to be clear. This isn't us advocating that the Cowboys shouldn't go out and make free agent moves. So that's not the case. They, They have made a couple retaining their own. I don't, I don't necessarily call those upgrading your roster. It's kind of just keeping things intact. But at the same time, the Cowboys are in a different situation than a team like the Colts or the Bears, where you have to add talent to your roster because you have so much money and you're just talent deficient, right? I think for the Cowboys, they feel good about most of the spots on the roster. They want to go into the draft and see how things play out. And they don't want to blow all their money in March when – your roster doesn't have to be set in March, right? Yeah. You can still make moves in June, July, and August to get ready. And I, 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 frankly, I wonder if that's what they're waiting on at receiver. Like, you don't need to have wide receiver two solved right now. Right now. Like, I, I, Go ahead. I, 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 that's such a good point. Like, I, I think that's something that we tried to bring up last year that I think folks didn't listen on or didn't want to hear on is that you don't have to have, like, they're at no point during the off season are you playing any games. So like the the solution for what your, you know, game day roster is going to be doesn't need to happen yeah. doesn't have to happen in March and April. The the thing that the, the thing that this is the, there are windows, right? There are windows of opportunity to uh, uh, to better your team. The draft is obviously the best and biggest opportunity, right? Because you're getting young, cheap talent coming in from college. Free agency is another window, right? Where, okay, you can improve, but th- it, there's, it, it will cost you a little bit more, but there's also an opportunity you're going to get a much higher floor with some of those yeah. folks because they're known quantities. And then there's another window in the training camp preseason area where teams start seeing what they have in their draft picks. And then that in turn turns around and makes them make decisions about the veterans on their team, which means that, that they are looking to move off of them, whether that be cutting or trading for trading them. And that's another spot where you can, again, move the needle on your roster building. If you can find a situation where, okay, hey, this team drafted a young wide receiver. He really broke out in camp. Maybe we don't need this veteran contract that, you know, this guy that's got like a year left, that's got more money than we're willing to pay. Maybe we'll move him off for a second or third round pick, and he's a quality player. There are still more opportunities between now and and when we actually have to play games, many more opportunities for this team to get better. So don't feel like you're missing the only opportunity for the Cowboys to get better. And the other thing I'll say specifically about wide receiver is (laughs) I think there's going to be lots of opportunities to add a number two receiver over the next five or six months, right? You know the names now. Hopkins is going to get traded relatively soon. Keeping an eye on Brandon Cooks because I I just don't know how many teams are willing to eat that much money on a guy that's 29 years old or whatever. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans take significantly less as we get closer to the draft or after the draft – I also, just throwing this out there, I think you're going to see a lot of teams do some soft tanking 
this year for a certain quarterback hmm. that lives near you. Um, mm. I've already kind of started to hear some rumblings about that. So, you know, maybe a team like the Broncos who think that they're going to be good this year uh, and they want a first round pick for Jerry Judy. Maybe they get into week three of the season and realize, you know, what, our team doesn't have it. Let's uh, let's kind of tank this thing to, so we can get a better quarterback. Here's Jerry Judy for, you know, a third round. A song. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to have everything figured out by the time week one starts either. And we saw that last week with the Cowboys, right? Like defensive tackle is an issue. It's a long season. They grabbed Jonathan Hankins and he helped right away. So something to keep an eye on. I want to talk about the tight end market because that is a position the Cowboys could add to. And boy, has this been a soft market for tight ends. Let's talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money lines to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Landon, let's uh, let's talk about the tight end market. A lot of people wanting us to talk about Dalton Schultz, and is there a possibility that he comes back? And would you want him to come back? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I, I would be interested in it, especially if the money was right, and it looks like the money could definitely be right with the way the market is going right now. So, um yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, be, I the Cowboys may have played the franchise tag wrong with Tony Pollard just based on how soft the market is running back. But the Cowboys definitely played the tight end market last year correctly by franchising tag Schultz. Uh, and, I, you know, Schultz has got to be upset about it. But we saw this a mile away, right? We knew that this tight end class was coming uh, this year, we talked about it last year when they franchise tagged him that it was probably gonna. Uh, the Cowboys were probably trying to play the 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 numbers and play the market. Uh, they knew that the tight end market for uh, for for the draft would be uh, very nice for them, and that would in turn screw some of the leverage that these free agent tight ends would have because most of these teams know that they can go to the draft to get a good guy. So, and that's very much played out. So, uh, yeah, I think if. You know, honestly, I think for the Cowboys, they probably will continue to let uh, Schultz wait a little while and see if there's anything that kind of develops here. But if the market doesn't develop the way it, sh- it should and, and and all things being equal, and if the deals are the similar to what he was being offered in Dallas, I don't know what his personal feeling is towards the Cowboys, if he feels animosity towards them or about 
for the franchise tag or anything like that. But if not, like he li- already has a home in Dallas. Uh, you know, I, I I could see there being a situation where he just kind of turns around and goes, you know, Dallas is probably as good a situation as uh, as any of these others. And if I'm getting equal money, you know, maybe it makes sense to just return on a simple deal, maybe a short term deal. Well, right? that's that's what I was gonna say. I so let's just do some context. Mike Kosecki, who was widely viewed as the other top tight end in this class, he took a one year deal with the New England Patriots with a max value of being nine million. Remember, last year, Gusecki got franchised by the Dolphins, and he, he, that was, what, one year, $11 million. Now he's taking a $2 million pay cut. At, you know, that could potentially be more than that. If you're Dalton Schultz, would you rather take a one-year, $9 million team from, or deal from another team? I don't. Dallas isn't going to offer that. No. Or would you rather take a, let's say, three-year, $31 million deal from Dallas? I mean, I think, you know, again, like, I think the familiarity there, like, it, it makes some sense, you know, for, for him for to come back to Dallas in that case, right? Like, I, I don't know. I And you're probably wondering why, like, why would he, why would the Cowboys not offer one year $9 million, but three years $30 million? Because they can spread the cap hit and they yeah. can do some funky things with it, right? But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas has an offer sitting out there for him like that. But he's just, he wants more. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's like, I mean, it's the classic go out and see what you can make and come back to us. You know, we just don't, maybe we just don't know that that's what they've determined. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think the the unknown element here is exactly Schultz's feeling about the Cowboys in the front office. You know, if 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 everything's kosher with them uh, and he enjoyed his time here, then yeah, yeah, honestly, if he doesn't get an offer you know, in the next day or two. I was going to say, yeah. If we get to it's, Monday and he doesn't have an offer, then we're... Then I, I can't imagine he's going to get a better offer than what the no, Cowboys are offering him. Yeah. He's not. Um, my other question for you is, let's say Schultz does leave and he goes sign, he signs somewhere else. Are you interested in any of the other tight ends that are on the market now that Hayden Hurst is gone, Mike Kosecki is gone? Like, any of those guys do anything for you or are you just waiting until the draft? I mean, Foster Moreau is a guy that we kind of keep throwing around. Um, not really. You know, I think, honestly, Schultz is the best of the bunch left. Um, and I don't know that anyone else kind of moves the needle too much. Uh, at this point, if you're signing another tight end that isn't Schultz, then you're kind of relying on your down roster uh, tight ends for improvement at the position. I got a name for you. Let's hear it. How about a blocking, a veteran blocking tight end that can do a good role? How about some Jeff Swaim action? I mean, I'm always on the Swaim train. I, I'm, I'm so glad he hasn't retired yet. Um, you know, look, uh, honestly, I, I want Swaim to follow uh, uh, follow a, a similar kind of uh, a p- path uh, to uh, to coaching that like we saw from Dan Campbell, Campbell right? Yeah, yeah like I want to see him kind of <laughs> going into that, him being the next former Cowboy tight end who turns into a coach. I, I you know, look, I like Swaim a lot, and, and I think – there's a possibility that the Cowboys do sign somebody like that, right? Maybe they do that. Maybe they sign a veteran tight end and say, okay, let's see. <laughs> you know, it's time to see what these young guys can do. Ferguson, Hendershot, let's see what y'all, y'all can do. And, and, but I almost I, think to, you have to, though, because you can't go into next season with your <laughs> oldest tight end either being Dalton Kincaid, who you draft, or Sean McEwen. 
Like, you need some type of veteran in there just to, like, show you how to do certain drills, right? John McEwen, the salty veteran of the, uh, of the tight end room. I think he'll be the oldest tight end on the roster uh, if, if you don't sign anybody. Yeah, I mean, he would. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's without a doubt. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. A tight end is a position where experience matters and is important. Um, maybe you do go out and sign a veteran tight end. Um, but, it, I mean, honestly, if they, do, if they do, then you may have to say goodbye to your buddy, Sean McEwen. I, I don't oh, know. That's all right. It's fine. Yeah. So, I, yeah, but I don't think that's the worst idea. No, I, I, I kind of do think they need to grab somebody, but it doesn't need to be a high-profile name. Maybe you bring in a Cameron Bright just to get you through the offseason and training camp, and he's just not part of your plans. Like, I could see them doing something like that uh, this offseason. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise. Every Monday through Friday, find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, you can go download the Locked On Cowboys podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.